Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is Dr. Rob, and I'm back with the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Raise your hand if you've ever had back pain. If my listeners are a representative sample, 85% of you are raising your hand right now. Now, if some of you are driving while listening to this podcast, please put your hand down immediately. The rest of you are probably all getting funny looks. So put them down. I don't want you to get worse reputations you already have by listening to my podcast. Just pretend you're stretching. Back pain is one of the top reasons people visit the doctor, and it costs an estimated $100 billion in the U.S. each year. Now, if one of your New Year's resolutions was to exercise, back pain's also a very important topic, as nearly 75% of people who injured their back give up sports and physical activity certainly ended my Olympic pole vaulting dream. Before I talk about the causes of back pain, I first need to discuss the anatomy of your back. Your back is made up of three main parts. The first is the spine, which is the load-bearing beam of your body. It's made up of bones called vertebra that are stacked on top of each other. The second part is the spinal cord, which is the cable system of the body. It carries information back and forth between the brain and the rest of the body in the form of electrical impulses. The third part is the back muscles, which extend the length of the spine, stabilizing it and giving the movement it needs. The bones in your spine aren't just stacked up like Legos. Between each vertebra is a soft piece of cartilage called the intervertebral discs. These discs serve two purposes. The first purpose is that of shock absorber. The discs act as cushions so that the bones don't grind on each other. The second purpose of the discs is to separate the vertebra far enough apart so that they'll be able to bend. The muscles around the spine do the work of bending. Now, there are all kinds of nerves in the back. The main purpose of the spinal cord is to connect the rest of the body with the brain. As you may know, the brain is connected to nerves in your body via the spinal cord. Motor nerves take messages from the brain and tell the muscles to move and the organs to do what organs do. Sensory nerves collect information from the outside world and tell the brain what the heck's going on in the outside. The points where these nerves connect to the spinal cord are called nerve roots. The motor and sensory nerves connect to the spinal cord after entering through tiny little holes between each vertebra, one on each side of the body. When a person pinches a nerve, it's these nerve roots that are affected. I'll cover this later. The most common back injury happens when you ask back muscles to do more work than they should be doing. Back muscle injury happens either by a single incident of poor judgment or by repeatedly asking them to do something that they aren't strong enough to do. The single incidents go something like this. Ah, look at the ground, says the brain. There's a big bag full of lead. If I pick it up and show how strong I am, I can win back some of the macho points I lost by trying to pass a football with my kid. I can't lift that, the back muscles protest. Didn't you listen in physics class about fulcrums, levers, and torque? We're barely strong enough to lift up TV remote, let alone a big bag of lead. Physics schmizics, says the brain. Do as I say. I'm your master, and you must do as I say. The muscles obey, as they have to with a predicted outcome of injury, and possibly even a muscle tear, depending on the stupidity of the brain. There are no macho points gained at all. 
I guess it goes without saying that back pain hurts. Why it's called pain. But what makes it hurt so much? Well, there are three main sources of pain. Injury, spasm, and inflammation. Injury happens when you bend over and pick up that big bag of lead. Muscles are stretched or torn, both which can cause immediate pain. The next thing that happens is muscle spasm. When not working, muscles are usually relaxed, and when doing their works, muscles shorten or tighten up. When injured, muscles become tight, and prolonged tightness causes pain. The last thing that happens is inflammation, which is the body's way of fixing the injury. White blood cells are sent to the site of injury, releasing substances that speed the repair. Some of these substances, however, cause pain. The process of inflammation is slow, not peaking until 48 to 72 hours after the injury. That's why you hurt so much in the days after strenuous exercise. When old guys like me pretend that we're young and fit and go out and exercise a bunch, we injure our muscles. Even if we don't hurt immediately after exercise, the next few days we're reminded of our non-young status. Sometimes the inflammation caused by injury causes inflammation of the nerve root that is between two vertebrae. When the nerve root is inflamed, it causes pain to go down the nerve that joins the spinal cord at that level of the spine. The nerve roots in the lower back, which is the most common place for injury, bundle together to form a large nerve called the sciatic nerve. This nerve extends down the leg via the buttock and the back of the thigh. Nerve root inflammation that's associated with muscle injury is experienced as a dull, achy, toothache kind of pain that is in your butt and goes down the back of your thigh. That's called sciatica, and it's more painful than it is dangerous when it happens along with the significant pain in the back. It's more worrisome when the nerve root is injured by a herniated disc or by arthritis in the back, which present as nerve root pain or sciatica without the back pain, and I'll cover that in a future podcast. So, what should you do if you have back pain caused by an injury to the muscle? The good news is that by resting, keeping the muscle stretched out, and avoiding big bags of lead, the back will heal on its own after a few weeks. Treatments revolve mainly around treating the pain, making you more comfortable. These treatments include heat and ice. Heat actually relaxes muscle spasm, whereas ice reduces the inflammation. Both can give you temporary relief, and either's okay. Medications for back pain focus on inflammation, muscle spasm, and the pain itself. For minor pain, over-the-counter medications like ibuprofen are often enough, but sometimes stronger medications like muscle relaxants or strong pain medications are required. The third area of treatment is massage and manipulation. Massage, physical therapy, and chiropractic are examples of massage and manipulation. Massage relaxes the muscle, whereas physical therapy strengthens the other muscles that can take the stress off the muscles causing the pain. I was not trained in chiropractic medicine, so I won't promote or discourage it, but I've had a lot of patients that say it does help. So, here are my quick and dirty tips regarding back pain. Tip number one, be careful. Don't pretend you can do things you can't. Only lift things that you know you can handle, and if you do lift, lift by squatting rather than bending over. Tip number two, for muscular back injury, do the following. Take anti-inflammatory pain medications, use heat and or ice, whatever makes you feel better, and don't let your back get stiff. Back exercises can help people get better much faster. They loosen the back muscles and strengthen the muscles of the stomach that can support the back. I'll put a link to some of these exercises in the show notes. 
And lastly, get sleep. Sleep lets your muscles relax. So if your pain is keeping you up, the muscles might not loosen up and your pain may persist. Combination pain and sleep medications are often useful for this. And your doctor can give you something even stronger if over-the-counter medications aren't enough. Tip 3. Talk to your doctor for any of the following. First, back pain or sciatica that is severe. Second, pain that persists despite you taking the conservative measures I described above. Third, back pain that has sudden onset with no clear cause. Fourth, pain that is associated with numbness in your legs or weakness. And fifth, loss of bowel or bladder control, which should worry you socially, but it should also worry you physically as it could mean damage to the spinal cord. My take-home message is this. Most back pain goes without major treatment, and most treatment involves improving symptoms. X-rays of the back are almost never useful. Don't insist on that. And MRI scans are not useful, really, unless you're trying to decide whether or not surgery is necessary. I'll get into that when I talk about pinched nerves in my future podcast. If you have questions you want answered, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call area code 206-337-5895. You can find me on Twitter at housecalldoc or on Facebook on my House Call Doctor page. And feel free to visit my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. And let me remind you once again that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the only one. You should always consult about your own medical condition. Come back soon. Catch you next time. Sorry for the puns. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.